0: Yo, 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 Jazz, we ready to go? Let's get it. I want you to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Life, life of list. Let's go. Don't let this moment pass you. Grab you a pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down, live you a life of list. Don't let this moment pass you. Grab you a pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down, live you a life of list. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy Derek Sire here on another episode of My Life of List. If you do not have the book, you can go to Amazon and get it, or you can hit me up uh, in the, the chat section, find me on social media, something where you can get this book, because you cannot listen to the podcast without getting the book. Just want to shout out Possibilities for hosting this, Paradigm Shift for powering it, uh, and of course, got to give a shout out, so DJ Jazz on the ones and twos, I said I was gonna start shouting her out. She's actually not here producing this one today. Uh, we have a very capable uh, young man that has been doing this uh, for quite a while, but DJ Jazz started us off, so I gotta make sure that she stays in the, in the in the vibe in the energy. Uh, so uh, this this episode is called Snuggle Time. This is gonna be chapter fourteen for those that are following us, and you know I can't go forward without going back and giving you uh the the story. So, when I was younger, uh, my dad and I were huge snugglers. And for those of you that are listening, you know that I'm a big fan of my dad. I was talking to my mom the other day and she was like, "You never talk about me. You know, people don't know me." I'm like, "Of course people know I got a mom. People love you if they know you. They not I'm just saying. Not enough people talk about dads." So, I talk about my dad a lot. Anyhow, me and my dad were huge snugglers, right? And it wasn't like a traditional snuggle because my dad is too much of a man's man for that. I mean, he was just over the top, snapback hat. Uh, He had long hair on his shoulders, cigarette hanging from his lip, you know, drove a truck, uh, you know, worked since he was the age of 12. Like he was just like a man's man. So uh, the way that we would snuggle, his compromise is that he would lay down and watch TV and he would lay on his side and I would crawl up on his side as he was laying on his right side and I would like just lay on his left side. Right. It's, it became more comfortable than it initially was. And the older I got, of course, you know, we were not snuggling like that, but, uh, it, it was just something that we did. We just hung out and we watched TV and, um, you know, I got to, to hear him interact with the, the people on, on the, the TV tube. And, you know, I got to see my dad do something that he didn't do often, which was lay down and rest and just kind of chill uh, and, and whenever I think about snuggling with my son, uh, I think about back to my dad, right? And so uh, at the time that I wrote this this particular chapter, it's probably about 15, 16, 17 years later, and I'm definitely not the man's man that my dad is. Like, I'm a full-on snuggler. Like, I will lay on my back, and I will grab my son or my daughter, and I'll put them in my armpit and lay their head on my chest. And... Uh, we will watch TV, and I'll ask them about their day. And I'm rubbing their hair, and I'm rubbing their back, and I'm patting them on their bottom, and I'm tickling them. Like I'm, my dad would, my dad would not do that. But uh, here I am with my own kids, and I just pull them in. Um, and as 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 my son is is laying on me, um, he's he's younger. He's probably about five or six. Uh, inevitably, because I got a big belly, his son would just cre- uh, his my son's hand would just creep across my belly. And his his pinky finger would always find a way to my belly button. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, his, his finger would always. And keep in mind, you know, I'm two sixty five, two seventy. Like I'm a big guy, which means I got a pretty big belly button, right? And so his his hand would just creep across my stomach. Just I'm laying shirtless, you know. He's laying. He would just his hand would just crawl across my belly, and somehow his pinky would find. Uh, find my belly button and even as I tell the story now, I'm just so glad I'm so grateful for how uh, affectionate um, I, I get to be with my with my kids. And you know my dad in his own way was affectionate as well he's not, he's not affectionate in the same way that I am, but for him, my dad, uh, even in, in the moments where he was correcting me and holding me close. Like, I can remember how much it took for him to slow down and open up. You know, because in a, in, a, in a world where you have to have your defenses up and have your guards up, when you come home, it's not a place where you want your guard up. You don't want your guard up with your spouse or with your, your friends or your family or your kids or your parents or your sisters, your brothers. You don't want your guard up in that, that particular place. And so it's valuable, right? It's invaluable, To be able to come to a place when you're not at home, when you're not at work, you don't have to put on the face or wear the hat, the mask, and you get to come home and you just get to hang out. And my dad, I'd like to think that I was one of his safe places where he allowed me to snuggle up close to him, uh, whether it was actually physically or whether it was emotionally or mentally or spiritually. My dad allowed me to get in close. And it's something that I absolutely love, being able to do not only with with my my friends and my family, but more specifically, my kids, my kids. You know, I I could throw out um, stereotypes of men and how they interact with their kids. And I'm sure there's some statistics that would support any negative stereotype that I throw out. But I want to throw out something that's maybe not a statistics, a, a statistics, but something that is something personal to me. I'm surrounded by dads that are involved, that are present, that are, are leading uh, their, their children and showing them the way, uh, but also allowing them to explore within safe boundaries. They give them room and they give them space. And I know oftentimes when we use this word, snuggle or cuddling, uh, we, we, it's a physical term. Uh, But the more I understood my dad, the more I understood that getting close to him wasn't always necessarily physical, and more more than that, I appreciated how he would let me close to him spiritually or mentally or emotionally. And so that's where I want to settle today. I want to talk about why it's so important for parents to allow their children not only to be close to them, but for allow those children to be close to other people. Uh, My dad sent me down one time, and I don't know if I'll share this story on here, uh, but uh, he used to keep his wallet around the house. And in his wallet was, uh, this particular time, was a lot of money. I mean, as as an 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old, you see a bunch of 20s and 50s and $100 bills, you're thinking, man, we rich. And I knew we weren't rich because the side of town that we lived on and the houses, you know, around us. And I'd seen big houses before and I'd seen our house. And so I know our house wasn't as big as theirs, but I don't know that I, I I knew the concept of poverty or that we were poor, but I did know that I didn't really want for anything. And that at this particular time, my dad had a lot of money in his wallet. And so I went up to dad and I said, man, dad, that's a lot of money. He was like, where? I was like, in your wallet. And he said, you think that's a lot of money? I said, yeah. So he says, oh, come here. And he sits me down at the table. And he pulled me in really close. Listen, I'm not talking about physically, right? It wasn't like we were sitting side by side at the table. But this was a moment where my dad pulled me in emotionally, mentally, right, financially. And he pulled that money out of that wallet. And he laid it across the table, right? And he said, let's count this money up. It ended up being $1,600, dollars $1,800. And over the next few minutes, my dad said, you get to keep anything that's left. I said, okay, bet. I love this game. And so uh, he said, all right, give me $600 for rent. And so I said, okay, $600. So I still got money left. And then he went to car note. He went to gas, electricity, groceries. He went to insurance, phone. Like, that. just went down the list. And at the end of that $1,600, dollars $1,800, there was a $20 bill left. And he said, son, I haven't even ate yet. What am I supposed to take to work? Now, I know some of you are cringing right now listening to this because you don't want to pull your kid into this world of money, into this world of stress. I know that it's very important for kids to stay kids as long as they can stay kids, right? We don't want them worrying about money. We want them to watch cartoons and go to school and play hard and show up for sports. And we know we want them to, to be kids as long as they can be kids because when you, when you get in this adult world, It can be cruel. There's lots of good things in the world, but uh, there's also debt and there's also insurance and there's also death and violence and there's people who don't have your best interest in mind and there's thieves and there's car wrecks and there's, you know, there's all these things that can potentially steal our innocence and more specifically, the innocence of our children. But I want to encourage you all, maybe not in the way that my father did, but in a way that's unique to you to pull your kids in and don't substitute physical connection for mental, emotional, spiritual, social, financial connection. I mean, I really want you to stop and think about this. How can you pull as a parent, your kids in? If you don't have kids, how can you pull your friends in? People that you're connected to, uh, Emotionally, socially, romantically, intimately, how can you pull people in and snuggle up against their fears? Snuggle up against their insecurities. How can you get close to their dreams and their hopes and their goals? How can we get close, step toward, pull people into the places that we find and see that are the most vulnerable, the most fragile, the most sensitive and share that moment with others. Because what I found out is there is not a moment more intimate than when you snuggle up next to someone in an area of your life that you value the most. What's that area for you? If you're a parent and you're struggling socially to, to keep friends or to if if you uh, are struggling romantically and uh you know you're trying to find somebody to come in and help you uh become the best version of yourself and cover uh, the gaps and complement your flaws and uh, enhance everything that is good about you if you if you want someone to to co-parent with or or, or maybe you're struggling with your mental health uh, and you are trying to keep it together but you're holding on by a thin thread you're just really Holding on, or or maybe uh, you're trying to figure out how to make it to the, the next paycheck or the next whatever it is. Everybody has a struggle. And what I've found is when we protect our children, when we protect our friends from that struggle, we become isolated and we don't take the opportunities. We miss the opportunities to help grow, to help enhance, to help improve not only the individual, but our relationship with that human being when we bring them in and we snuggle them up close to things that matter the most to us. So my dad brought me in during snuggle time. For him, it was me allowing him to see his hair down, to to see that we didn't have as much money as I thought. It was a chance to see my dad work 12 and 14 and 15-hour days, and then he would absolutely collapse. My dad dad died at the age of 67 uh, because of a a life hard-lived. And there's some things I'm sure he didn't bring me in to see that we were unable to snuggle up against before he passed. But what I did get to see, I was glad that my dad didn't carry that on his own. For me, I allow my children and my wife and my friends and people that are close to me into that space. Whether I'm trying to write a book or launch a business or I run a company or if I'm dealing with my insecurities, uh, my doubts, my concerns, I bring people in. So I'm not isolated and alone in that thing. And for you, I don't know what that is, but you have it. And I want to encourage you, don't be by yourself. Don't isolate. You're not too heavy. There are people out there that really want to snuggle up against you and help you carry that thing. And so I want you to log off, and I want you to think about where in your life can you snuggle? Chapter 14, Derek Sire here with Life of List. Thank you guys so much. See you next time. Thanks again for listening to another episode of My Life of List, hosted by yours truly, Derek Sire, powered by Paradigm Shift, recorded in the Possibility Studios. Signing off until next time. Don't let that small moment's pass you. Grab you a pen and a pad. Life is moving too fast. Throw down, live you a life of lists.